We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Didn't do what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and yeah, we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. I, can, I, can, I just cannot take it. I can't take it. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, January 25th, 2019. Alex Berutha here, next to Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken Ktrain-Kreitz. All aboard! You can find this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, we would appreciate a nice review. Uh, you can also listen on the Rotowire website um, if you are clicking around there. Uh, today we're going to talk about some news, uh, but that's going to very quickly get us into injury talk. We're going to talk about some replacements for those guys that are hurt and just the typical tomfoolery. So last night, uh, things got worse in New Orleans. Nikola Miritich is now out one to two weeks with a calf injury. Uh, that adds him to the list of Anthony Davis and Julius Randle now, who was a DMP last night due to an ankle injury that was kind of a last-minute thing. We're going to talk about player impact 
later in the pod, but how do you think this drastically affects, I mean, and essentially just kills New Orleans playoff chances? Has to, right? I mean, they're 12th in the West, four and a half games back of eighth, and uh, their entire front court's out. Though Randall does return Saturday. We, of course, enjoy being dramatic. Well, I, I think many of us at Rotoway are, are believers in the Pelicans when they're at full strength. Uh, they're obviously not at full. Yeah, they're not obviously not at full strength now. The point differential is good. They're positive one point eight, which is better than, you know, it's better than the Clippers, right? Who are who are the eighth, current eighth seed? Um, it's even better than the Rockets uh, on the year. But it's it's not just the fact that they're already sitting out of the playoffs. But you have to leapfrog the Lakers, the Kings, James Minnesota. I mean, these are all teams. I mean, Minnesota is now five hundred. And they're seven and three over their past ten. They now have a positive point differential, which wasn't the case, you know, a week or two ago. So they're they're looking better. The Lakers are going to be fine once LeBron gets back. I fully expect the clip, basically the two LA teams, just flip spots. Clippers going to drop out. Lakers going to move up, and then we have the top eight, and it's really the top eight. Outside of the Pelicans, I mean, I don't I don't see any surprises in that top eight. It's going to be. You know, Jazz are playing well at seven. Yeah. They're eight and two in their last ten. Rubio's healthy again. I think that's not going to help them for the for the Pelicans. This is a a particularly bad stretch for players to be going down. So uh, they just lost to OKC last night, which was Thursday. Next, they play San Antonio, then Houston, then Denver, then San Antonio again. And that, that's a really bad stretch of games for them to be banged up. That could easily be all losses. And at that point, you, there's, I mean, there's already does serious this problems. Open the Davis trade flo- does this open the Davis trade floodgates? It sh- I mean, it should. I mean, if, you know. It's, it sh- it yeah, should. I mean, possi- re- possibly, but I still think if, if they trade Davis, their primary target is going to be Tatum. They're going to want to talk to the Celtics. They're going to want Tatum and draft picks. Which means, if that's the case, if that's the case, they're going to wait until the off season, right? Isn't that that that's what they the discussion's to. been? That's yeah. how it can't has have to Davis and and Kyrie with the same contract. They have to wait till Kyrie resigns this summer. So you're <clears> right. If Tatum's their target, can't do it until the summer. I mean, you they would have. I would expect they would have to be blown away by some other offer. Which there are teams that can obviously put together good offers. The Lakers could put together a really good offer, mm-hmm. um, but it. My my guess is they're going to wait and shoot for Tatum. I think so. Um, but now that that we're on the East, uh, Ken, there is some pretty, I mean, devastating uh, news in Indiana. Dire news. Dire news out of Indy. As expected, <clears throat> Victor Oladipo is officially out for the season with that ugly ruptured quad tendon. We'll get to, Again, we'll debate other pacers. But similar question, does Indy hold on for their playoff spot? I I think so. They may not even really slip past five. They're thirty-two and fifteen right now. They could lose fifteen straight games and be over five hundred, <laughs> um, which is I mean crazy to think about. Like Coach Nate McMillan, unfortunately, this Oladipo thing might knock him out of contention, but he should really have talk for Coach of the Year. I mean, your best players, Victor Oladipo, your two second and third best players aren't on the court at the same time, and yet your third seed in the East over Philly and Boston, but. I think they'll hold on for the playoffs. Um, Tyreek Evans has been looking better, so that might help keep them alive. And who else are they playing in the East? You know, to some extent. I mean, 
the bottom eight teams in the East, they might be able to, I mean, they're going to have a good shot against every night, even without Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's I expect them to struggle. I I expect them to be closer to like a 500 team or maybe a little bit below it, but the fact is you have two teams who are already under 500 in the East who currently yep. qualify for a playoff spot. And then the the other challengers, Detroit, Washington, Orlando are also well under 500. So I I just don't I don't see them dropping out of the playoff. I do think this basically ensures that they're a first long, first round exit, um, but that's that's not too surprising. I was already expecting that, anyways. Yeah, yeah, bummer, bummer news. I've got uh, Aladipo on our keeper league in the Rotowire keeper league. It's going to hurt my second place standings, but uh, do worse for the Pacers. Is he is he an expiring contract or does he have another year? He's sixteen B, sixteen so another year. You could certainly flip him. That's an extremely valuable asset um, for someone who's already tanking on this year. So I, I'm not trying to help you manage your team since we're we're both uh, we're we're both up there near the top, competing for each other, but uh, competing against each other. But if I were you, I would certainly look to flip him, even though he's got a keepable contract and, and even and a contract you might want to extend. Um, it's still worth exploring trade options there. Some of us in this very room are tanking. So, yes, Alex, uh, we need to talk. Yes, we need to talk, brother. Um, so, <laughs> I, jumping back to the West, TJ Warren. This kind of I, I want to say came out of nowhere, but he had been dealing with an ankle injury. Now, word comes through that he's being shut down for two to three weeks. Which, given the Suns' you know position in the standings, isn't too surprising that they're going to be extremely cautious, um, if that's even the right word, bringing Warren back. Uh, last night they, they lost 120 to 106, uh, to Portland, but Kelly Oubre is still on a tear. He put up 48.7 fantasy points last night across the past four home games. He's averaging 43 fantasy points. Uh, is he the only with Warren out and this injury news, is he the only Suns player that you feel like vaults into fantasy relevance is is Josh Jackson still just not even though he's starting, is he just not on your radar? The shoot at the percentages are scary. Right. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to see Bridges, frankly, take a few more shots. But Shannon and I, uh, w- w- what are your thoughts, sir? Well, I, yes, I do think it makes Josh Jackson a, a relevant fantasy option for the next couple weeks. Um, we saw this earlier in the year when Phoenix had other injury issues. Um, but Jackson's had a few good games. Yes, will will the shooting percentages be scary? Of course, but you have upside for decent steals and blocks totals, um, and and he'll 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 rebound decently. Um, he'll have every every so often he'll go off. He scored twenty seven points against Minnesota earlier this week, um, but you know you see him play. He'll probably play twenty eight to thirty two minutes a game yeah. with Warren out. And there's still plenty of run for Ubre. I prefer of the two. I prefer oh. Ubre. Um, yeah. it, it's hard not to. He's been he's been great since he's joined better the in Suns. the steals and blocks too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Josh Jackson over the past twelve games, averaging twenty seven fantasy points. If you're in a points league, that's kind of that's like good. <laughs> I mean, that's a guy you would roster. That's a fantasy option. We know he can go for like thirty eight on some nights. In the past nine games. Ubre's been averaging 19.2, 5.7, 2.1 assist, 
1.6 steals and 1.3 mm-hmm. blocks. Um, and then you also have 2.23 pointers. Uh, you know, decent percentages, or at least decent percentage from the floor, 47%, 69 from the line. Um, that's damn good production. That's over the past nine games. Uh, right. His, his playing time should only go up. He played 35 minutes last night. I expect it to be closer into the 32 to 35-minute range with Warren out uh, than the 28 to 30 that he usually was seeing. Yeah, and, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep this up for the remainder of the year because Uber is a guy who, I mean, even personally, I was worried about as a prospect, um, you know, whether he was ever going to live up, you know, to the to the the level that some people had put him at, which I thought was already unfair, I guess, because he was the 15th overall pick. Um but he had a good playoffs one year. It'll be interesting to see how this all pans out uh, because he's definitely showing talent here. Um, but a uh, one of the one of the two veteran Lakers made their return last night. Ken, yeah, Rajon Rondo, the crafty Rajon Rondo, comes back, which the Lakers direly need with ball out. Puts up fifteen points, thirteen dimes, six boards, two blocks, and a steal. Lakers unfortunately still lose. Um, but Rondo coming back at a great time, and Sears seems awfully serviceable for uh, for leagues. Did you see his sneaky towel distraction move? I missed it. I this saw is it. classic yeah. cranky Rondo. Sneaky, crabby, cranky Rondo. Taj Gibson, middle of a free throw uh, attempt, and Rondo, who has a towel mm. on the court, throws it back to the bench just as Gibson's releasing. And, hey, credit to the refs. They gave him a tech for it. The amazing part was he played 37 minutes last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never would have expected that after such a lengthy absence. Um, so he he's a must own right now while ball's out. Um, he should be. He's going to be locked in the starting lineup even after. Uh, yeah, I would expect even after LeBron returns. So yeah, Rondo, go grab him. Another Laker we should mention who started last night is Zubac. Um, you know, he only played 21 minutes, but decent decent performance, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Um, he's been pretty steady the past couple weeks. Um, after, after you know, there was some confusion after McGee got back as far as how the – or uncertainty, I should say, about how Zubac is going to be uh, rolled out by the Lakers. But he's been decent over the past eight games, 13 points, 6.3 rebounds. Um, not much on the defense, defensive end, but he's got elite uh, percentages in both categories. Um, is Zubach worth a pickup? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because he's there; he's your future too, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> aren't they playing for next year? And it just seems like he's the guy they would want starting center next year. I think. I, I mean, my opinion of it is if he's not starting for the lakers or he's not playing a huge role for the lakers that they'll find a way to move him yes to some other team that will play him at least 25 <clears throat> minutes a game whether it's this trade deadline next like, trade deadline. like if they can trade i think it's actually kind of a showcase like sure they're like okay well we're going to showcase zubach a little bit and we're going to trade him josh hart for mark gasol or whatever um i i don't know if that's the actual mm, trade it's even more clever um yeah. zubach for anthony davis yeah, straight up zubach for for Vucevic. <laughs> Vucevic. That would be interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, it's you're getting a 21 year old big man who, who's proven that he can produce when given the minutes. Um, so I, I think that might be what we're looking at here. But that's still good news for for anyone who picks him up because he'll likely be going to a situation where he'll get some run. Right. 
Um, and Rondo, circling back to Rondo very quickly, and he started three games this season, which includes last night, averaging 14 points, 11 assists, six rebounds, and basically a combined two steals and blocks in those games. So uh, like Shannon alluded to, be, you just pick him up. Um, uh, one guy that I do want to mention um, here because it was not mentioned on the previous yesterday's podcast, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, who has struggled lately or was on a, a bad streak. Karan Butler, a uh, former NBA player who now works for Fox Sports, tweeted just completely out of the blue that Dinwiddie was dealing with torn ligaments in his finger, was seeing a bunch of specialists, and the Nets kind of had to come out and do almost damage control, put out a quick tweet that just said, uh, Dinwiddie's being evaluated for a right thumb injury, technically has no timetable for a return because no diagnosis has been made. Um, But this is obviously concerning. I don't know exactly how long of an injury that could be, but it seems relatively long-term, if that is indeed the case. Um, Do you guys do, I mean... Do you guys feel that there is someone my, – my immediate thought was maybe speculatively add Shabazz Napier uh, in your leagues. If we, don't, if we don't get information by Monday, I assume most leagues have a Monday or a Saturday, just over the weekend usually, um, I should say, waiver wire date. Uh, do you feel like – even let's say we don't get news by Saturday and that's your waiver wire date. Are you trying to find a way to get Napier on your team? Yeah, I mean, he would be the guy to pick up. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Napier, but he's been good when given the extended run this year. Um, earlier this season, he there was a seven game stretch actually earlier in January um, from December 29th, January 11th. He averaged 27 minutes per game, 15 points, three rebounds, four and a half assists, almost one steal, uh, hits a couple threes. So that, I mean, that's really good production. Yes. Um, with Dinwiddie out, I would I would assume he sees about 27 minutes a game. It also means that my boy D'Angelo Russell will be unleashed on a nightly basis instead of once every you know instead of three out of four games. <laughs> right. Um, you know, reigning Eastern Conference Player of the Week, D'Angelo Russell, yes. amazing fantasy god, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I'm glad we're not going overboard. Excellent. Right. Um, well, uh, we're about we're very close to. I mean, the trade deadline is coming up early February. Um, we're full swing into into the NBA season. And, uh, you know, if we're going to see a lot of trades go down, uh, hopefully. And depending on how those go, your your year-long team might be affected positively or negatively. negatively. But either way, uh, there's still daily fantasy on DraftKings. Uh, we've partnered up with them, and you can get RotoWire six-month memberships for free. So you just go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings. You sign up for a new account, make a $10 deposit or more. If you'd like, you get six-month access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com. You'll get the DFS lineup optimizers, the weekly rankings, premium articles, full-season draft software, and much more, all for $10. You can take that $10, enter it into contest to potentially win more money. So all you have to do, like I said, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions there. Well said. Well said. Uh, disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So as we alluded to earlier, the broad topic for today is replacements for injuries. 
there are there, it's a like we mentioned earlier a dire situation in New Orleans for the immediate future. Uh, Anthony Davis is out till uh, expected February first. Could be longer. Julius Randle may be able to come back Saturday. It's unclear. Nikola Mirotic is out until February second or later with the calf injury. Uh, what do you guys think? Is is there a clear cut option? I mean, we've seen Jaleel Okafor play out of his mind lately, uh, looking like the prospect everybody thought he could be so many years ago. Uh, Czech Diallo is also in the mix, probably at this point. Um, he's a guy that fantasy owners are always like clamoring, you know, to get more playing time <laughs> when when other you know when Anthony Davis has been out. Uh, this is his third season in the league. He's you know he played 52 games, 11 minutes a game last year. Struggled to get run. Is is it just Jaleel and then no one else, or is there maybe some guy in the fringes that you're looking at? Well, it seems like contract wise. They've got Diallo on the cheap, and he, he might have more of a future with the squad. Where don't we kind of assume Okafor is playing somewhere else next year? You would think so, unless they can get him for cheap again. But if he keeps playing like this, I mean, let's say Anthony Davis is out for another week, and he, you know, Okafor keeps averaging double doubles, like nearly twenty and ten, then yeah, he. I don't know what kind of offer he could get, but teams might throw some money at him. Yeah, it, I mean, Okafor is the guy I'm grabbing, right? Um, Diallo's interesting. He had a decent game last night, 16 points, four rebounds, one steal, one block, 23 minutes. Um, but, you know, even the, the game before that was a DMP. Uh, the game before that, one minute. So he's not a lock to get a ton of minutes. Um, I, you know, I'm going Okafor. Diallo, if you're in a deeper league, is worth a speculative ad if you have if you have the roster flexibility. Yeah, and um, you know there's going to be some wing players, and a lot of this really just depends on how long Julius Randle is out. Until that becomes clear, uh, it's tough to you know right. you, could be back Saturday. Yeah, you, you don't want to like add Darius Miller in all of your leagues, and then you know <laughs> Randle comes back Saturday or Monday or something. Yes, agreed. Uh, so that that's the big. Uh, that's the big takeaway here. Uh, interesting. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Miller also. I mean, people might look at Miller's game from last night. You know, he played 38 minutes. He had 21 points, which I have to imagine. Oh, it looks like it tied his season high. Um, he's not going to go off for 34 fantasy points very often. Um, he's been getting plenty of run. Uh, he, you know, even off the bench, he's been seeing 28 to 30 minutes on a pretty regular basis. And you usually get 10 to 15 fantasy points. Like even if he's getting 35, 36 minutes for the next week or so, do not expect 30 plus fantasy points. You should expect maybe 20. Yeah. He is not a, uh, one fantasy point per minute guy. Uh, quick fact about Okafor, uh, in these three games, he's averaging 30 minutes a game, zero assists. So, uh, that hasn't changed. <laughs> Uh, so Ed Curry's got Ed Curry syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so with Oladipo going down in Indiana, uh, they, the team itself went eight and four during his earlier absence, which is very strong, surprisingly strong. I think they lost all their games last year when he didn't play. And I think Evans wasn't even healthy for all those. I'm not sure. Right. I mean, yes, that's a that's a good point. And we we want to bring that up. Evans was struggling earlier in the year. If you you know, if you sort Evans game logs and you look at, oh, how Evans, how did Evans do when he started? It doesn't look pretty. It's like 35 percent shooting, 
things like that. He was dealing with a knee injury. He got that knee drained recently um, and has looked great since. I mean, he, he's he's doing better in like half the minutes he was getting as a starter. Um, so Tyreek Evans, over the past seven games, is averaging 15 points, three rebounds, two and a half assists in only 20 <clears> minutes. So we can assume that probably goes up to, I mean, probably close to 30. Um, is he, for you guys, is he your clear-cut ad? Or are you interested in Aaron Holiday at all? Do you feel like Collison or well, Joseph get meaningful bumps? Evans just has the highest ceiling. You know, he's the, you know, great stats last year with the Grizzlies <laughs> before they sat him down to fully tank. Uh, also, I think you want to say he aver- career average of five assists a game. I mean, he can play the point. He's not, you know, they don't have to just have him at two guard. Um, I always thought he was going to steal minutes from Joseph this year. Uh, it hadn't happened because of the injury issues, but yeah, you got to go Evans. Yeah, oddly, oddly, Evans played pretty bad the last time Oladipo missed time, but since then, he's he's started he started to play much better. So I have confidence confidence in him as a pickup now. Um, we've really seen him. I mean, his stats over the past ten games, for instance, are better than than the eleven games that he started while right. Oladipo was out. Um, so he's obviously he's playing better. I feel like he he's probably finally finding his place within Indiana's system, um, and, and I expect him to really be the the prime option if you're looking to scoop up. Now now you could be in a deep enough league where Evans is is already stashed on someone's bench. Yeah, and if that's if that's the case, then yes, guy like Holiday, he's worth a flyer. I don't expect much, well, but he here's Corey here's Corey Joseph's stats when Aladipo was out, and again it's deep league. But eight points, four point one boards, four point five dimes, and one point three steals with almost a one made three. Uh, the percentages are not good, but Joseph will get more minutes, and he, I think he's worthy in the deep leagues. Yeah, the last time Oladipo, or in game the eleven games without Oladipo, um, Aaron Holiday saw a boost of eleven minutes per. Um, Tyreek was only at six. And Joseph was actually only saw one extra minute, but it, it's you know the increased usage and everything else. Um, the difference with Holiday is he jump, he jumps from like a seven fantasy point per game guy to like a nineteen to twenty fantasy point per game guy. Right. Um, you know that's kind of his upside because he's not going to have the biggest role. It is Corey Joseph or, or Evans that you're going to want to target. I think Evans is top choice um, just because he does have the highest ceiling, and then Joseph. In deeper leagues and even deeper leagues than that, Aaron Holiday. Uh, as we as we mentioned before, uh, TJ Warren is set to miss two to three weeks. We we kind of touched uh, on on our feelings about Josh Jackson, Kelly Oubre, Mikael Bridges has essentially not done any more. His usage really hasn't gone up at all. Yeah. Um, mm. So I I just wanted to quickly bring up that DeAndre Ayton has missed the past three games. Um, mm. It's possible. He's back within the, you know, within the Suns' next game. Um, they play. And Holmes has been out too, right? Yeah, Holmes has been out. They play again uh, today against Denver. Uh, that's 9 p.m. Eastern. So what's been happening is that Dragon Bender has been starting, and the the Suns declined his his option. So he's an unrestricted free agent next year. He's got all the reason in the world uh, to play really hard over the past three games he's averaging 14 points 7.7 rebounds uh shooting 47 percent from the field hitting a three per game let's say hypothetically like deandre Aiden's out for another week 
do you think this bender do you think this bender is real enough uh for you guys to add in most leagues or are you worried about Rashawn Holmes coming back and then the minutes getting you know Holmes getting 30 minutes I mean what do you what do you think is the play here if Aiden misses extended time it's all it all depends on Holmes um right you know if, if Holmes is healthy like if he were healthy these past three games he would have had three monster games and he would be locked in for as, as long as as Aiton sits um so it, it, it's it's more, you know, Holmes is the main guy if Aiton misses more time, um, assuming he comes back. And then after that, it's Bender. Bender's not going to do anything more than what he's done the past three games, which is decent. Um, you can still get him cheap and plug him into your DFS lineup. If you're in a deeper league and you're looking for just short-term help, he might be an option. But it doesn't really sound like Aiton or Holmes are going to beat out an extended time. It's kind of been a, a day-to-day situation for both of them. Right. So I expect them both to be back in the lineup by next week. Uh, Let me ask you guys about the with with uh, regards to the problems at center for Phoenix. Do we worry that the Nuggets are going to blow out the Suns, or is this the night to jump on Nikola Jokic at center? I uh, I was clamoring for Yusuf Nurkic last night because the Blazers played Phoenix and Nurkic didn't do much. So recent history tells me maybe to avoid Jokic in this situation um you know it it kind of yeah i I he maybe he would Jokic is the kind of guy we know we can get a triple double he got triple double in the first half against the bucks last year so you know it i don't worry too much about 70 fantasy points against the jazz yes uh, two days ago yeah 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 it's I, bl- there's certainly blowout potential in that game, and, and it should be worrisome. I mean, the the sun the the one thing about it is if you're targeting folks from the sun side, um, I'm not worried because if they're, right, they're going to chuck it, yeah, they're <laughs> they're going to be chucking. They're going to most likely be shorthanded again tonight. Uh, so all of those players that we've mentioned are going to get significant run. Yeah, yeah. For reference, what what we're kind of alluding to: the Nuggets are favored by sixteen at home. The Suns are coming off the second half of a pack to back, flying to Denver to play in the altitude. So <laughs> it's going to be bad. Suns are going to put up twenty seven points, uh, and it it's going to be horrible. Uh, so I guess w- instead of talking about guys who are out, we're going to talk about someone who's coming back very quickly. Chris Paul likely making his return Sunday against the Magic. So the big the almost the bigger thing is how is this going to affect Harden? Because if you have Harden on your team, you're probably winning your league or at least top two or three if, you know, injuries can happen. What I'm trying to get at is do you think Chris Paul's return will significantly affect Harden? Is it ten fantasy points a game? I mean is it is it five points a game? Is he still going to be the leading candidate for the MVP? I mean, what do you just what do you see happening? Well, how many games do you think we're going to get out of Paul? The rest? they're going to sit on the right. Point. They're going to rest him a lot. So uh, obviously, kind of night to night, uh, daily wise, you'd love it when the Chris Paul news is he's down. Uh, I still like Eric Gordon. I just don't expect Paul to play that many games, and they're going to take it easy. Uh, I think they're going to take it really easy on him. But uh, yeah, two th- certainly two three points a night fantasy points. I just assume will go away. Yeah, I, if you're looking at DraftKings fantasy points, uh, James Harden with Chris Paul out is averaging 21 and a half or 21.8 more fantasy points per game in the 21 games without Chris Paul. Right. Like that's a significant amount. Yes. So you're talking about 60, 62 
points with Chris Paul, 84 fancy points on DraftKings without Chris Paul. So it essentially means that Harden's not worth, you know, the 13,700 bucks or whatever <laughs> right. that his current salary is at. It's up to 18,000. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not, he's not going to be worth that anymore. Um, he's still going to be an extremely elite option, uh, whether it's DFS or, or season long. Um, I have him a couple places in season long and I am somewhat worried because I mean, it's been great having a guy who's averaging, you know, 40 points per game or whatever over the past 20. Um, that's going to certainly dip. It's probably going to be, I don't think it'll be at at, at the exact level it was before because, like you guys said, they're gonna they're gonna play it safe with Chris Paul. They are gonna limit his minutes, have him sit out back to backs. Yeah, you just have to imagine their end goal is gonna be we want you healthy for the playoffs, and, and that's it. So I do expect Harden to drop down. He's he's not gonna average forty points per game anymore, but he's still probably gonna average enough to finish as the league leader. Right, and just to reference how ridiculous he's been lately, over the past eight games, 48 points per game. 48 per game. That's amazing. Um, It's honestly (laughs) incredible. Um, And uh, just quickly before we hit DraftKings suggestions, if you have Chris Paul on your team, on your fantasy team, do you think you're just stuck with him? Is there any chance of moving him? I don't know if you'd want to. Because even even before he got, what hurt, are you going to get? Right, like like. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chan. Well, even before he got hurt, you know, I mean, he's played 26 games. He's averaging 15 and a half, four, eight assists, two point one steals. Uh, he's hitting three pointers. Like I get it. If you can get if you can get a top 30 player for him, sure, yeah, absolutely, trade him. And and I get he's going to miss some time, and probably not play 33 minutes a game anymore. Uh, maybe miss some back to backs, but like I. A per game basis, I expect him to still be just as productive as he was earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a tough situation. It it really depends on what the rest of your team looks like. I mean, if you yeah, if, if you, you know need, he's, if you need the assist, if you need the assist, yeah. uh, if the part of the, part of the issue is if you know he's not playing back to backs, throwing a three game week with a back to back, you're only getting two games out of him. Then it's like, do you, can you even start him? There's a lot of nuances there that you should definitely analyze uh, before potential. <clears throat> excuse me, potentially trading. For Chris Paul, but let's run through some DraftKings picks very quickly here. Uh, we got about ten minutes left. Shannon, uh, who are some guys that have caught your eye? You know, the first guy I'll mention is a guy we've talked about multiple times already. Uh, Kelly Oubre, he's on fire for Phoenix right now. They're going to be shorthanded again tonight, coming off a forty-five point fancy outing, uh, and he's basically been a lock for thirty plus points over the past handful of games. Um, he's only fifty-six hundred. Um, He'll be out there flinging it up, even if even if it's a blowout. So I like him against Denver. Uh, yeah, I'm going to quickly mention uh, Angus Cantor, 4,700 against Brooklyn. Uh, we know how bad Brooklyn is at defending centers. That's that's just pounding into my head at this point. But coming <laughs> off, coming off that DNP, I, what's the latest news? Are they absolutely going to play him, or is he just going to sit I, again? Yeah, like I, I need I news that worries me. That yeah, we public. should. I it, still it, just angry for him griping to the press constantly. Yeah, if they get, certainly, certainly, if they announce, if if Fisdale comes out and announces that Cantor's going to play, right? Then, then I like it because even in twenty four minutes, he can put up a great line. But he announced Cantor was going to play and then didn't play him. Like he was supposed to play the last game against I think Houston, 
And then he changed his mind and went with the dominant Lance Thomas. Yeah, I, I, I should have clarified, assuming Cantor plays. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, just the way things are, and this is this is the important part of you know checking in on the news because, like, if you're looking at an optimizer, it says 25 minutes for Cantor. What I, you know, <laughs> we have to put something in there. For example, uh, we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. We got to wait for the news. Um, but another guy, I people are down on him right now, so I wouldn't mind uh, checking out Dennis Smith Jr. in his first game back. Put up 33.5 fantasy points. Four assists, eight rebounds. He had 17 points. Took 17 shots, which was very surprising. Um, definitely definitely a new look for him there. Um, against Detroit, uh, Dallas is at home, so so that definitely looks 4, nice there. 4,800. Um, Ken, who you got? Uh, I've got some cheapo options just if you, you know, to spend money elsewhere. Robin Lopez has averaged 20 fantasy points his last four games. He's a lowly 3,700 against the Clippers. But Clippers, a traditional real center team. Uh, of course, Carter's out, so Lopez is going to see a lot of minutes. Uh, and then uh, the Animal, Fareed, 5,300 for Houston against Toronto. He's their new starting center. Anyway, some decent cheap options to get uh, spend more money elsewhere. Uh, a couple other options I like. Uh, Jared Bayless, uh, he's, he is still in the NBA, everyone. Um, yeah. Still he, wearing the headband. So Derek Rose suffered an injury last night. I don't believe he played past the first quarter. Uh, we've also got Jeff Teague and uh, Tyus Jones dealing with injuries. So Jared Bayless might be the only healthy point guard on Minnesota's roster tonight. Um, if that's the case, he should get a lot of run. He's got 28 and 30 minutes the past two games, and he's averaging 34 fantasy points per in those outings. He's only 3,600 on DraftKings. If he's, if, if he's starting and Derrick Rose and, and Teague and everyone's out, um, he's going to be an absolute steal. Uh, I also like Alonzo Trier with the, with the Knicks. Moody is a game-time decision. Uh, Trier's coming off a couple of good games. He's averaging about 45 fantasy points over the past two outings. Uh, good chance that he starts tonight and sees tons of run. Um, man, I've got a lot of guys, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, Bismack Biombo. It, it's weird to me that his price hasn't gone up. He's still at 4,100. He's not, he's not a very sexy pick. Um, but over the past three games, he's averaging about 26 minutes per and over 30 fantasy points. Um, odds are he's only going to get you 27, 28 fantasy points and play 26 minutes, but that's still, that's still solid production at 4,100. Um, so him or Lopez are both cheap center options. Uh, and then, like you can, I like Kenneth Freed. Yeah, last guy I want to touch on, uh, Tobias Harris. Definitely not, uh, definitely not cheap. Eighty two hundred, but Danilo Gallinari is still out. Uh, right. Tobias Harris has, uh, he's got a fifty point game and a sixty point fantasy point, I should say, game uh, under his belt over the past four. Um, he's a guy who you know he's had his ups and downs sort of recently, but he's pretty much good for thirty thirty five fantasy yeah. points as a floor every single night great cash player um if you're into if you're into double ups playing for a contract not necessarily just tonight but in general exactly uh against the bulls bulls aren't good so that helps uh <laughs> ken uh you you got something that you need to say <laughs> the death of shirt versus skins why don't young dudes play shirts versus skins they don't have the man flab of guys my age. 
When I'm on the court wheezing and dying, I need blatant visual proof of who is my who is on my squad. At the Rotowire pickup games, I, I commit at least one turnover a game passing to the wrong team. What are young bucks worried about? Let's celebrate the bouncing of these glorious man boobs. Take pride in getting off the couch, fellas. What's more enjoyably awkward than sweaty man-on-man flab going for a rebound? And with that, Shannon, please update us. Uh, uh, reward our most loyal listeners and update us on the 2018 last shot of the year contest, sir. Well, yeah, fi- final shot of the year at the West Side YMCA in Madison, Wisconsin. I was the the lucky winner or loser, depending on how you view it, of the last shot of the year. Um, I made the game-winning bucket uh, to ensure I was uh, on A three-pointer, I believe. It was a three. Um, to to ensure that I was on the winning team, because that's that's first step. You have to be on the winning team right. to hit the last shot of the year. Um, I recruited Alex to join me that morning, true. and made sure he was on my squad. Um, it, it is it is shirts for skins at the West Side YMCA. I know, thank God, glorious. And, well, as part of my my uh, championship, my 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 winning shot, I get to kind of implore uh, some rules and regulations upon the masses of the West Side YMCA, and that's what I told them to do, is to stop playing shirts and skins. What? It is disgusting, <laughs> and no one should ever do that. The North Side YMCA in town is smart. Everyone brings a white and a dark shirt, and you just put on the appropriate shirt depending on which team you're playing with. That's the way you should do it. There is no reason for shirts and skins. It is gross. It hurts everyone's eyes. Like there are people, I guarantee you, there are people who are like refuse to work out at the West Side YMCA from six to eight in the morning because they know they will see those man boobs. I thought it looked great. Thought it looked great. Love that there was video. Loved it. We should start instituting the the white and black shirt for for our coworker. I agree. I'll, yeah, I'll put it in there. I'll put it in there. Okay. Uh, we had no mispronounced names today, uh, which was incredible. Um, <laughs> so thank you everybody for joining us on the rotowire fantasy basketball podcast it is presented by DraftKings. uh can take us out of here uh for today's quote we're going to toronto where last year kevin durant said when he was asked whether drake contributed to the raucous environment at the air canada center he said quote man don't give drake that much credit end quote Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.